0: 801 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. You know, there's some times in live radio where you prep a segment but you don't tell everybody exactly what's to come, right? You don't plan it out because you want an organic original reaction live on the air. It's like, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Save it for the radio. So just prior to break here, Laddie got on their ears and said, hey, Andy's got some crazy intro music he wants to play. Maybe he'll have to explain it. I didn't know what the music was. You're hearing it right now. I still don't know what's going on. So this is a live, genuine reaction to whatever the hell this is. <laughs> Andy, please explain this is what's your, going on.
1: This is your high tea gossip music. No, this it's is, not. This is old, old school classical music waltz, which they play at high tea when you dish and gossip with your friends. And if you go to at Andy Cole on Twitter, you can see the picture that I've taken of you guys, of you dishing and Andy, gossiping. Andy, this is
2: not gossip music. This, this, is- this is. I thought you'd watched the nineteen 1984- eighty four film Amadeus <laughs> and decided to play some like fake Mozart or something. This is something.
1: old school, we are taking you back to the seventeenth, sixteenth century here where they're gossiping around high tea, everyone's wearing the powdered wigs and and I thought it'd be appropriate for your, your segment with badge.
2: Gossip music. Yeah, high was, tea. With, I do not at, when when I think of the word gossip, I do not think of the sixteenth or seventeenth century <laughs> and powdered wigs. I think of TMZ. You know, Modern stuff. Did
0: you see what Lord Palmerstein was
2: wearing (laughs) today?
1: There you go. Now you got the idea. You're in the spirit
0: of things. Okay. You know what? Because (laughs) I love you and you're so adorable, I'm going to allow it. I'm going to say, good job, A-Dog. But never do that again. Please don't ever do that again. Uh, Halford and Brough of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Uh, We are also brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Campbell & Pound, you say. That was me doing the 16th century thing again. That's Campbell and Pound. <laughs> Real estate appraisers. Uh, trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can visit them on the internet, campbell-pound.com today. Joining us now, no doubt, the greatest intro he's ever received on the radio, <laughs> Brendan Batchelor here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Batch?
3: uh yeah i was not expecting that this morning but uh, here we are good morning guys how's it going
0: you and everyone else except andy were not expecting that but here we are talking about gossip music from the 16th century okay let's focus that on was the... a
3: good
2: movie by the way amadeus okay <laughs> don't spoil it for <laughs> i don't people. think i've seen
3: it but you know, know, what? i'll add it to the list one
2: best picture okay. in 1984 you know be- be- yeah, i I'm watched one it one at guys. the old denman theater It's not there anymore. I'm one of those
3: guys that you'll say a movie, and I'll say I haven't seen it, and people go, what? And there's, like, loads of movies that are like that. You know, know,
0: Batch, it's been said that the Halford & Bruff Show can sometimes get off topic. (laughs) I don't know where they get that from. (laughs) Um, Okay, look, we've got a game tonight. One best picture. Yeah, see, there we go. Best director,
2: best actor. And he goes on like this. It's about Mozart.
0: All right. Both of you, shut up we got to talk to Batch about hockey. Uh, we had your counterpart, Joe O'Donnell, from the Minnesota Wild side of things, talking about their challenge going into tonight, which is winning a hockey game. Uh, oddly uh-huh. enough, it's the exact same challenge that the Vancouver Canucks face going into tonight. It's the immovable object and the, what is it, the irresistible force? That's not the right one. Anyway.
3: Yeah, it is, actually. Win, is it? Right yeah, on. The Winless irresistible team. Team. force meets the immovable object.
0: And they face off tonight with O three and one against O and three in a clash of the Titans at XL energy center.
3: Yeah. And uh, you know, the Canucks situation of course is very unique because of the fact that they have played well and played offensively well in, at at times in these games, obviously um, you know, giving up the leads has been awful. The puck management has been awful. There's been lots of things that have been dreadful from this group, but there are things that they have done well because they've had leads in all of these games, and you have to at least play well to build those leads, at least in theory, whereas you look at the Wild, they've given up 20 goals in three games. Um, so, you know, although they played Colorado, they played New York, uh, so they've had some, some pretty good competition, but uh, they should be two very, very highly motivated teams going into the game tonight.
2: Hey, Batch, what did you think of the scratching of Connor Garland?
3: I was surprised by it, but when I really thought about it, I understood what Boudreaux was doing, which if you want, is if you want to send a message to your guys at the top of the lineup that they need to be better, that no one is safe, then picking one of them and pulling them out of the lineup. We've seen coaches do that for a long time. Um, Garland seemed to just sort of be the, the easiest one to do, because you're, you're not going to scratch JT Miller, even though he has not been good at all. Um, so Garland just sort of was, was the choice there. I was uh, quite a bit surprised. I was expecting Niels Hoaglander to get the scratch with Mikheyev coming back, just based on the way that uh, they had deployed their lines. And uh, I'm going to be really interested to see if he puts Garland back in tonight, uh, whether it's Hoaglander that comes out if he does so, or whether he's got another message that he wants to send to this group.
2: I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think he's scratching J.T. Miller, but is it fair to ask the question whether J.T. Miller maybe needs a few games on the wing as opposed to center?
3: I think it's fair to ask any question at this point with the way the start of the season's gone, but you know, the one thing that we've talked about with Miller is the turnovers, and the turnovers in the middle of the ice. And so if you get him out of the middle of the ice and you get him back to the wing where... He's been more, more of a reliable two-way player. I think that is probably where he will end up again long-term, just because we see, and again, this is a short sample size. It's early in the year. Things have gone horribly wrong for them to start the season. But, you know, the, the, the two-way game isn't there for him down the middle. We, we've always talked about the costly turnovers, so you know, long term, I think the best spot for him is back on the wing. The problem is, you know, then your center ice depth takes a, a bit of a hit, right? Is Curtis Lazar going to be your third time, or third line center, full time? Is that you know good enough for a team that has playoff aspirations this year? So um, you know, they they may they probably will continue to play Miller down the middle consistently. Going forward and hope that he'll play his way out of it and learn how to be better defensively and and provide more of that two way game that he talked so much about wanting to bring coming into the season. Um, But to this point, we haven't seen it. And in the long run, it probably, you know, will be that he ends up back on the wing, I think.
0: We're speaking to Brendan Batchelor, play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks here on the Halford and Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, On the subject of play-by-play batch, we were talking after Monday's game uh, against the Capitals and Jason was watching the television broadcast. I was listening to the radio broadcast. I was at my kid's soccer practice. So he said, you know, there was a point in the game where Shorty seemed almost like exasperated or flummoxed at the, the lack of puck management and some of the questionable decisions the Canucks were making.
2: With the puck on their sticks, Canucks are trying to protect a lead. There's a back pass, and there's another back pass, and there's a cross yeah. ice pass. And
0: then I said, exactly. "Oh my God!" Batch just said the exact same thing on the radio broadcast, where he's like, "I cannot believe the amount of blind drop passes this team makes while holding a lead in a game, given the low percentage of success that those passes have had." I've got to imagine that there are times when you're watching this and you're saying, "This is there. There are there are certainly a lot of ways to play with a lead." But this is definitely
3: not one of them. This is definitely not a one for success. Well, I, I understand how frustrated coaches can get when you see, you know, sequences like that, that particular stretch in the game against Washington. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen an NHL team manage the puck that way. Like it was you're up four to two and you're trying these fancy little no-look drop passes that have no weight on them and land right on the other team's stick, and then you come up the ice and you do it again and again, uh, which, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about this on the pregame show a couple of games ago, I think. Uh, part of me wonders if if it happens that, that repetitively and being done by multiple guys part of me wonders if it's part of their zone entry plan or part of their coaching system and um you know i tend to think not though because i don't know what coach would say hey let's make no look drop passes coming into the zone when we're protecting a 4-2 lead like i I i couldn't even describe why it was happening like, to be perfectly honest, if a guy on my beer league team made a pass like that when you were protecting a lead, I would get mad at him. You know, just get the puck in deep. You're up 4-2. So, um, you know, luckily we haven't seen as, as much of that since. So I would imagine that the coaching staff has really sort of buckled down on it with the group. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't believe my eyes that it continued to happen with – the same lack of results, and yet guys continued to do it.
2: Batch, the Johnny Gaudreau goal in uh, Columbus, you know, it was a nice goal. It was a highlight reel goal, and Johnny Gaudreau's a really good hockey player, but the Canucks must have had like three or four different mistakes on that goal. First of all, it was a bad line change. They didn't have enough players out on the ice. There seemed to be some confusion between Luke Shin and Riley Stillman, and then Spencer Martin didn't exactly play that. The best he could have. But the reason I bring that goal up is because Riley Stillman has played all these games, hasn't played a huge role. And I don't think anyone's been sitting there going saying he's been terrible. But Jack Rathbone is waiting to get into a lineup. And I wonder if tonight could be the night for Jack Rathbone because you know that goal by Johnny Gaudreau you know even if you're going to blame it on Luke Shannon you're going to blame it on Spencer Martin or someone else besides Riley Stillman like it wasn't the best look for Riley Stillman it could be an opportunity for Jack Rathbone to get into the lineup.
3: Yeah it could be Um and I would like to see him get a chance just because at this point um things haven't been working for them defensively you might as well give him the opportunity and see what he can do. But the other side of that is, you know, as much as Stillman didn't look good on that play, he has more of of an NHL um, resume. And the questions around Rathbone's game are on the defensive side of the puck, not the offensive side of the puck. And the issues with this team are not at all in terms of scoring goals or creating offense. They're all in the defensive zone and all in terms of, keeping the puck out of there. Yeah. now So, uh, you know, as much as I agree, I want to see Rathbone get in there sooner rather than later, because if not, then you want to get him games one way or another. Um, but, you know, when I look at Bruce Boudreaux and the decisions he's made in the past as a veteran coach that's more likely to want to rely on a guy that's played more NHL games, I still would expect that it'll probably be Stillman tonight.
0: We're speaking to Brendan Bachelor, play-by-play voice out of the Vancouver Canucks here on the health and Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, you know, well, let's touch briefly on the opponent tonight because we mentioned it off the top. Both teams are desperate for victories. Uh, the interesting thing here is that the Minnesota Wild are bleeding goals like we haven't seen to start a season in over 30 years. The stat that was floating out there was that first team since the 1989-1990 Detroit Red Wings to give up 20 goals in their first three games. It's a shocking amount when you think about it. And a lot of it has come down to the goaltending, although Dean Evison, the coach, said it's on everybody, you know, forwards, defense, goalies, coaches even. But the reality of it is, is that the goaltending hasn't been good enough. The over-under in this thing is 6.5. That's not surprising given both teams penchant for letting in goals. I'm going to be very curious to see how much offense is on the ledger tonight because you've got goalies in Minnesota that can't stop the puck, You've got a penalty kill in Vancouver that doesn't really do a good job of killing penalties. It seems like there's a real recipe there for another high-scoring game.
3: Yeah, you know, 9-8 or something like that tonight. It kind of feels like Marc-Andre Fleury's got a 776 save percentage through two games. That's bad. So, um, yeah, I mean – I, I guess the the positive, if you want to look at it from a Canucks perspective, is that if you can get to their goaltenders early, you'll get out to another lead potentially. But, you know, with the way things have gone, is that even a positive at the moment uh, is, is something that can be debated. Um, yeah, I mean... The one thing I will say for Minnesota, and I mentioned it earlier, is in terms of the quality of teams they've played, it might be a little bit deceptive. Like, you've played the Rangers, legitimate Stanley Cup contender. You've played the Avalanche, legitimate Stanley Cup contender. You've played the Kings, who, you know, aren't there, but are an up-and-coming team, and and that was a closer game. It was a one-goal game. Minnesota still found a way to score six goals in that game. So, um, you know, some of that may be inflated, but that said um it'll be a good night to produce a bit on the power play here and and start getting that rolling and feeling good about that from an offensive side of things but on the defensive side of things if you can shore things up um you know not even to a great degree compared to what you've done to this point but you know just a little bit better um you know it, it might make the difference between winning and losing against a team that really, Uh, is struggling you know and and as you allude to it's you know probably in large part due to the goaltending but at the same time anytime you give up that many goals uh you know there there is going to be blame to go around so if you can you know continue to produce like you have and be just marginally better defensively then that's probably the recipe to win the game tonight Batch, before
0: we let you go, I do have to mention your beloved Manchester United yesterday. Perhaps the finest performance of this young campaign. A 2-0 victory over Tottenham at Old Trafford yesterday. But they got
2: a real problem there. Oh, yeah. They got a real problem there yeah. with Ronaldo. We- big ego, big ego causing problems. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll take uh, huge wins like that yes. wherever we can get them, obviously, Uh you know, it's it's uh it's been an up and down year, right? There have been big high moments like that, and then there have been the low lows. So I don't really know what to expect going into any game with Man United at the moment, and uh um which I guess makes it interesting but also terrifying at the same time, which is kinda like watching the Vancouver Canucks at the moment <laughs> as well.
0: Batch, have a good call tonight, bud. Thanks. Yep, thanks guys. Uh, Brendan Batchelor, play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks, here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. A reminder, you can hear Batch tonight on the call, 5 o'clock puck drop. The pregame show with Sat and Dan. That's Satir Sa- or Sean and Dan Riccio. Uh, that'll be a half-hour televised extravaganza, a dedicated Canucks-specific pregame show, brought to you by the fine folks at Sportsnet 650.
2: That's right, folks. We are serving our audience. Uh, let's do some what we learns here. We'll do our what we learns. Um, I know Andy wants to talk about the, re- the reverse retro jerseys. I-, I feel like such an old man when I say that. Like I don't even know mm-hmm. reverse retro. Like yeah. how did this idea? It's for come the up- youths. It's for the kids. I'm not gonna
0: lie. I'm looking at all 32 right now. Some of them
2: are great. Some not so much. Some
0: of them, as the kids say, are pretty sick. I oh, they are Love sick. the San Jose <laughs>
2: Sharks one. So the San Jose Sharks one is a bit of a. Tip of the cap to the, the the seals, the California golden seals. An homage, who, if you will. Did you see the Devil's one? Oh, well, hold, hold on. on. Let me talk hold about on. the sound the Sharks I know you're one. But it's from the same era. Okay.
0: I but I don't want to talk about the other ones. Go it. ahead. Tell me
2: about the yeah, Sharks. it just and their looks cool. Like it's. Uh, well, Greg kind of ruined it now because yeah, lo- I lost my train of thought. You're I don't know if they're going to wear white shorts with this and white socks, but it looks like there's the potential to do that. Um, Andy likes the Ducks oh, one. The, the du- well, it is the you know what? Best one. The Ducks needed something good because they have barn on the worst uniforms in the yeah, NHL. That's I think right. Everyone agrees with that. He ain't wrong. The Mighty
1: Ducks jersey is one of the greatest sports jerseys. Not just hockey sports jerseys. Did of the all Mighty time. Ducks
2: help get you into hockey? Or are you? A no, I already, vintage? I already
1: was. But I mean, I loved those movies when I was a kid. But that's right. not even what it's about. I just think those jerseys look, as the kids say, sick.
4: They are awesome. And Laddie, you like the Devils one? Well, it's the it's the Scouts. They did the Scouts in the devil's colors. Though. Yeah. So
2: oh, they did? Yeah. So yeah. the scouts and the seals are both back. And did you let me say, finish my point, Jason? Well, if you, you, you let me finish my <laughs> point first and then you can finish your point and I'll interrupt it. And did someone say the flyers are going to wear Cooper for the warmup? Yeah. And the warmup that wow. is awesome. Mm-hmm. We actually had this, uh, talking in our dressing room the other day uh, on my, my team, we were like, guess should we just get Cooper where' Wear them yeah, in the game cowards. Amazing. Why just the warmup? That would be amazing. And a lot of the young guys on my team are like, so how did Cooper work? Uh, I never wore them, but when I started playing hockey – I would say most of the kids on my team wore them. Like, well, they were... Why were they
0: asking how they worked, their, their pants? Well, I don't know how
2: they
4: worked. There's like ref pants yeah,
0: with like built-in a built-in shin pad? Yeah, it's a shell.
1: When I worked at yeah. NL in Kamloops, we were the Blazers station, and still are, the Blazers station. The Kamloops Blazers actually did play a few games in their old school
0: 70s Cooper Rolls. Oh, really? Like, they actually played yeah, yeah, the yeah.
1: whole game in the Cooper Rolls, and it was awesome. They lost horribly. It's yeah, to 19-0. Nine. <laughs> they couldn't move. <laughs> they couldn't move. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I never no liked deep them. knee bends when you're wearing pants. They made I the goalies was, wear them, too. I though. was a
2: traditionalist when I, uh, when I was a kid kid i was like i'm not wearing cooper these things are a fad <laughs> never and, I, catch on. and you were right and, and i was right but yeah it's cool anyway the canucks also uh released their reverse retro not as and... big into that one no it's the johnny canuck it's um, like the, the, the stick is right the
0: skate or the skate jersey's right there you know what looks dumb is that oh uh, so they've got the johnny canuck which is fine but they've also got a gigantic number on the front of the jersey where the advertising crest would normally go, and I love advertising. No, like it just it looks kind the of. Canucks one does.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at well, it like right. the the I'm penguins got right the
1: penguins got that sweet one from the early 90s. The Sabers got their early 90s one. Like those both look awesome. The, the Kings, Lightning the, one looks good. The Kings one looks good. The Kings good. one is great.
2: Where's yeah. the giant number? I can't see that. Right here. Look. Right there. Well, they're based oh, off an
3: original see, okay.
2: jersey that did I have a it, giant okay. number.
1: I just don't get why oh, the Canucks okay. don't use the skate jersey more. It is their best jersey.
0: Like, yeah, I, like it should be their mains. I, I hate yeah. this. This is I. I, I don't.
1: It's the best
2: jersey. People I know, like I, it though. So don't be do a, like don't it. be a stick in the mud about this. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Even I'm,
1: if you're not going to make it their mains, you should at least use it more. The the the, the skate, skate jersey. Yeah, the skate
4: skates jerseys. are the best. The problem with the skate jersey is the white one doesn't have the same.
2: <laughs> oomph as we the have, black have a very eclectic collection of jerseys here in Vancouver. We now. have like We're, 19 different jerseys. They're all in all different colors. Yeah. If all he, different colors, like, and then sometimes you'd be like, "What that? What jersey is that? Oh, it's the Millionaires jersey they wear. Yeah, yeah, the eighties the, the Halloween jersey. <laughs> yeah, no one the, ever talks about.
0: This guy's wearing <laughs> maroon. What the hell is that all about? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll put.
1: I mean, I don't hate the Orca. Like, I'm not going to say I, I. I'm not. I don't dislike their current jerseys. I just like the skate one so much more.
0: I always relay this anecdote at the, at this time, but I think it bears repeating. We went to the 2015 Winter Classic at the Big House in Michigan, and. Uh, On the white ice, they had the Red Wings wearing the darks, the reds, and the Leafs wearing the darks, the blues. And then everyone in the stands was either wearing one of two colors, red or blue. Visually, it was an amazing spectacle. Mm -hmm. If you had done the same for the Canucks and told everyone in the stadium to show up wearing a Canucks jersey, of their own choosing, yeah, would look like a freaking kaleidoscope. Yeah. like it wouldn't true <laughs> because there's no symmetry. <laughs> They've tried every color on the book. There was salmon red for a while. There, like, just throw that in there. Who cares? Have they
2: tried ne- any of the neons yet?
1: Neon yeah. green
0: gradients. Like, apparently, oh,
1: it's funny you say that because apparently, I don't know which one a listener could tell me. Maybe apparently, one of these uh, reverse retro jerseys glows in the Vegas. dark. Vegas. Oh, thank you. Of so the it's Vegas, yeah, the yeah. Vegas jersey will glow in the dark.
4: It's a extremely a thing. generic jersey with just Vegas across the front. But oh. It glows in the dark. The
0: Vegas guys. one might glows. be the worst. Chicago's is borderline terrible. Yeah, yeah. that's one. It not just good. says Chicago. It looks
4: right. like a like a knit sweater.
2: It looks like you
0: know for. when you go to a city and you go to one of those tourist shops and they have like yeah. unlicensed merch. It just has the <laughs> totally city name. Like. Guys like eh, Chicago. No Milwaukee. one can
2: copyright the city name. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> right, that why so they say
4: they added Vancouver to the like the script to the front of the jersey for a while because of all the tourists coming for the Olympics? Yes, uh, I, I, remember, just, I hear. They just I wanted reading, something yeah. with Vancouver yeah, written it had on. Had to do with it. the Olympics. So that's why they put the. word I feel like on
2: the uh, Canucks fan base was not in the perfect position right now to positively receive this jersey. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Can they win in it? <laughs> it's yeah. just it's
4: a very Can busy... this jersey protect a lead? They didn't win in the last reverse retro jerseys, by the way, 0-4. Like, I don't
1: know, maybe just get rid of the stripes. It's just very busy. Maybe make the Johnny Canuck bigger. I don't know.
2: All right, we'll I'm let gonna... the listeners go into onto social media or the internet and take a look at the reverse retros. Give us a moo cow on that. I'm going to do another ah, What We Learned. Two. Yeah, I get two. Well, that was kind of Andy's, but... I knew he would have been too excited to talk about it. It was a group, what we learned. Uh, The Calgary Flames are not only off to a very good start to the regular season, um, there is new hope in Calgary that they might get a new arena.
0: What? Calgary's been trying to get a new arena? I've never heard about this. Uh,
2: Yeah, and the city and the Calgary Flames confirmed Wednesday that negotiations will begin yet again for a new sports, arts, and entertainment building. Now, I don't know if this would include a new stadium for the Calgary Stampeders, who, of Mm -hmm. course, the Flames own. That was originally part of the plan. Um, I think it's been through a few different versions, but um, there was a... So the previous deal, which was agreed upon in 2019, collapsed late last year when the estimated cost of the project rose And the Flames withdrew from that project. I think we all knew that an arena deal would come to fruition eventually. Like It's not like the Flames are going to move out of Calgary. Mm. I don't think anyone was ever really concerned with that. It was the same story in Edmonton. It's just a negotiation. Who's going to pay for it? Is it going to be the city? Is it going to be the province? God forbid, could it be the actual team that pays for the arena? How much of that arena is going to get And then, and then, and then, what is the the arena going to look like? What's it going to include? What other goodies? Yeah, they got it. I don't think they're going to have the saddle this time.
0: Saddle Dome 2, Electric Boogaloo.
2: All right. Give us a moo cow on that. I did
0: want to ask you a question, but okay. Um, Cow is mooed. (laughs) <laughs> what? No, we're going. I'm, I'm pushing forward. I'm pushing through the cow. Gotta be a better way to say that. Is there. Sorry, not loud. At like farms, Ace Ventura. <laughs> what? Um, well, what? Was a rhino. What Sorry. iteration of the Calgary Flames new arena are we on now? Because this feels. It, it hasn't reached um, the, to the point where we're watching Glendale City Council meetings <laughs> online yet. It hasn't reached the 20 year saga with Charles Wong and the Islanders yeah. arena. But I feel like this is starting to get to the point where I'm like, just wake me up when you actually get something done. It's
2: been going on for a few years now. Yeah. Berkey was still with the organization when he called it, I think like right. the worst arena in the NHL. Right. And then I think he might've thrown out the threat of moving. Okay. Right. But it it wouldn't, it's just, it's not going to happen. No. The Calgary flames are too valuable in Calgary. They've got such a strong brand there. Now, and also, like, there's a hard cap now. Mm-hmm. The costs of these teams are way more controlled than when the Nordiques were moving to Colorado and Winnipeg was moving to Arizona. Um, now, there is a risk right now with the Canadian dollar to the Canadian teams, but I don't think it's a risk of relocation. Okay. Moo But don't take my word for it. I don't
0: know. Double ah. moo cow.
2: Le- hey, this is how you learn stuff.
0: You ask questions of people that kind of know what they're talking about. Can I
4: do a quick one? Yep. Uh, what we learned, Mariners GM Jerry DePoto was talking to the media yesterday. Okay. And there's a very crucial decision they didn't make about J.P. Crawford, whether to move him to second base away from shortstop, because there's a couple of major shortstop free agents on the market this year. Ooh, who are they looking at? Who Carlos are they Correa and Xander Bogarts. Oh, Xander Bogarts. But it doesn't sound like Crawford is willing to move. The so Mariners may need to pass on those two big free agents, because you know they're not moving to second base. He's really pushing back on the move. Apparently, it's uh, he's he's thinking about it, but it doesn't sound like he's leaning towards making Crawford move out of shortstop. So,
0: yeah, that's interesting. What's that? Yeah, because um, well, Bogarts would be amazing, right? Well, those are two.
4: Yeah. Um, any either of those guys would be a major major upgrade. Okay,
0: Mucow, that. Ah. Um, we've touched on this with Batch really quickly. I'll just expand on it. So yesterday, Man United wins two nil over Tottenham. Big win against a big six club, but that wasn't the story. Global icon, Cristiano Ronaldo, turning his back on his United teammates. Despite the fact that there were minutes left in the match, granted not a lot of them, it was the mm-hmm. 90th minute, and the fact that Aaron Te- Eric Ten Hag, that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, gotcha. Eric Ten Hag. That's the manager. Please stop doing that. He had two substitutions left to use. He could have used one on Ronaldo, but Ronaldo walked away. Walked away from his team whilst the match was on Isn't down the Isn't this
2: the second time he's kind of done this? He's pissed. For a multitude of reasons. One. He's I, got a massive ego. Two, he's
0: got a World <laughs> Cup to play in, and he's yeah. not playing much at all. Match fitness is a thing. He but He doesn't I was, have
2: it. I was reading some stuff on Ronaldo um, yesterday, actually. He's Portuguese. I, thank you. Yes. That, that came up <laughs> <laughs> in my research. It, it was on the Wikipedia page. But reading. there was a lot of talk that kind of gave me, I'm like, there are some Russell Wilson similarities here because he's very uh, focused on constantly winning the Ballon d'Or Yes, as the world's best player. That's correct. And wasn't he um, worried, because Manchester United isn't playing in the Champions League, they're playing in the Europa League, which you remind us of every day. Yep. Um, isn't he concerned that Messi is going to uh, finish both their careers with more goals in the Champions League than he is. That is
0: a report that has been out there for a while. And part of the reason why he was, again, reportedly seeking a move away from United Mm -hmm. prior to the season starting and maybe joining a team that was in Champions League. But now, not only is he not playing for Europa League team, uh, he's not even leaving himself available for substitutions which is Is crazy.
2: Messi more as far as like a personality goes and like a person is he more normal than Ronaldo? Uh
0: I don't normal's like, t- I mean I don't know Ronaldo them. Has, I don't know him personally. Ronaldo... I haven't hung out with Ronaldo in years so But you um... kind of
2: like he had a documentary out and the the takeaway from the documentary which was I think produced by Ronaldo like he he put this out was like he spends a lot of time by himself mm-hmm. and he's got a son and he just kind of like He's a bit of an odd duck because of his celebrity status, right? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Global icons, right? That's you
0: go everywhere on the planet and you're recognized. That's a yeah. that's a crazy thing, right? And I Ronaldo also has a much more checkered history involving um, a lot of different affairs and what mm-hmm. have you. So there's that that dynamic between them as well. But um, that's okay. I want to mook out that as I'm banging through these now. Um, uh, Alfonso Davies, as we continue on the soccer tip, uh, the football tip, he had a terrific match yesterday for uh, Bayern Munich in in cup play, the DFB Pokal. Uh, goal and assist. He megged a guy and then set up Musiala for a goal and then scored one of his own. I uh, my entire focus now with this team is monitoring each individual's performances. Are as... we just
2: saying megged now? Not even nutmegged. Just megged. He just got megged?
0: megged. He got megged. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's just, you know, soccer terms.
2: What what percentage of the listenership even knows what a nutmeg is? I don't care. If I decided... Isn't it spice. To, isn't isn't it a, f- yeah, food? <laughs> Do you guys know what it is in a soccer term? Yes. No. It's when you go through the guy's legs. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: correct. Mm. How did that head. even come up That's a nutmeg? That's a good question. I don't know the oranges of nutmeg. Oranges. or Origin. Origin. You used to
4: throw some nutmeg in their face and then kick it through their legs. Right, it was an old
2: wrestling move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like pocket right. nutmeg? Like pocket sand. Yeah. yeah. Moo
0: okay. cow. Canada just booked in a uh, friendly against Bahrain, too. Did you see that?
2: I see that we need to take a break. Okay. And okay. we need to turn over the turn over the, uh, the, that show Bahrain. To the listeners.
0: Moo cow that Bahrain. So many moo cows. I love it. Uh, humanoids coming up next. Alfred and Bref Show, Sportsnet 650. Eric Tenhach. That's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, gotcha. Eric Tenhach. That's the manager. Please stop doing that. Time now for Sportsnet 650 traffic from the City News 1130 Air Patrol.
2: part of the show. Well, that's say? talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead.
0: 838 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford and Brough of the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer today. Hour three of this program brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. It's a little tune you got going there.
4: A little country hip-hop. Hey, is this no.
0: what happens when you punch Kid Rock into the search bar? <laughs> it is, right? I would assume so, yeah. yeah or Uncle Cracker. Like you love Kid Rock. You love Kid Rock, Andy.
1: Oh, God, don't say that ever again. A uh, bawa taba is his
4: ringtone, actually. He's a musical genius.
1: His Mike. name is
0: Kid oh, yes. Yes. Rock.
1: He is a illiterate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, he's overcome so many. Th- anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's do some what we learned. Humanoid edition. Fire up the dot matrix. Print out some submissions. So many submissions. So many good submissions. You want to? D- I'm gonna. You know what? You're gonna start this time. I am. Yeah. And I'm gonna piss you off again. Oh, good. I'm gonna start with a basketball one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> hashtag WWL what we learned Scotty Barnes yes Toronto Raptors rookie of the year Scotty Barnes won round one against Evan Mobley last night after Mobley was talking a bit of trash and implying he should have won the rookie of the year over Scotty yes Scotty Barnes and the Toronto Raptors winners in their home opener yesterday we also got a text in praising one of the new programs on Sportsnet 650 uh, the Raptors show with Will Lou. it's been
2: universally loved
0: like across the board I you know what, um, I and I'm not just putting on airs because my job is hanging in the balance. Um, I firmly believe that we should have more basketball. We should have more breadth of um, topics and conversations and sports coverage. Period. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of Canucks talk on this show. We actually have two other shows with Canucks in that in the title yeah. of the show. So I and and again, and there's a hard, hardcore hockey talk with Merrick. Right. That's two hours of, like, just mainlining hockey hockey talk, right? So, I mean, again, I'm a guy, you guys, for some reason or another, you listen to the show, you know this. Like, I like talking about a bunch of us. I really Mm -hmm. like talking about soccer. I'll jam it in there when it doesn't apply, which is pretty much all the time. But I press on because I feel like if we're going to make – strides in growth as an audience in a sports market, and we are getting more and more different sports franchises, albeit smaller ones coming. You know, we just want to expand our horizons a
2: little bit. I'm also very excited about the World Cup. How much of it is a generational thing with basketball in that people around, I don't know, my age or older remember the Grizzlies and there's still kind of a bad feeling about that, but people that are in their 30s now or early 30s or 20s or... Younger, not that they listen to this show, but yeah right um, you know they like basketball and they don't have any hard feelings against the NBA. I think it's a generational thing for sure yeah I mean you look at the just look
0: at the demographics of uh, which age groups specifically male and female mm. are watching which sports right yeah baseball talks about having a a core audience that's aging out all the time.
4: They're at the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what happened in the ball game yesterday? Which one in the middle of or between a the bats there was a uh, an ad that's usually directed towards an older crowd. Okay. In the middle of the game. So to give you an idea of what the uh, fan base of baseball is compared to basketball. Right. They what was the ad a... for?
2: Was it like a medication uh, or say like that?
4: Uh, yeah. It was the type of company that would sponsor um, maybe a Kevin Woodley hit on the station. It, was oh, okay. it wasn't It was, it was just MP- like was Cialis
2: it, or Viagra yeah, or something it was one like
0: of those, that? You one can, can those.
2: say those words now. You know, yeah,
0: like... uh, We don't have a sponsor yet for either of those. Yeah. Um, also, it Was it Ozempic? Yeah. <laughs> Ozempic oh, commercials are the best ever. I love the mystery drug where they don't know what it's like the mystery box, the box, well, it's right. like Legally, the box. Legally apparently the they <laughs> can't
2: they can't say. Yeah, right, but it's a okay. yeah. so yeah. that's it, why the Just ask your there. doctor about it. Maybe uh, it'll apply to you. I love, I'm gonna <laughs> ask him.
4: I love calling up my doctor randomly and asking unless not, solicited about what medication
0: yeah. I should.
2: Do I on. need this? And he'll be he'll be like, uh, do you have osteoporosis? <laughs> like, I'm like I, I
0: might. I might. <laughs> I mean, should we be testing for that? Can I not get it if I take this drug? I'm not gonna lie. I did. I had no interest in taking it until I saw the commercials, and then I'm like, is, they all look so happy. Do I need this? The mailman seems happy about it.
2: This one guy's smiling, and he's as he's gardening and everything. I'm never smiling in the garden. No, never. Um, and he's just shaking his head at this whole thing. Dan what? and this Dan sound and sound medical advice. Dan and Fort Saint John. What we learn: it's got to feel bad to be a Jets player or fan. Looking at how boring the stars were last season compared to how they look now with a new coach. Can't make you feel good about Rick Bonus. I'm really curious to see how the Rick Bonus experiment goes in Winnipeg because they've been okay. Yeah, they've been good.
0: But you know what? Rick bonus hasn't coached them. Yeah, but it's his system. That's true. He's he's got COVID. Yeah. He's been he's hasn't been behind the the bench for the last two games.
2: But I don't think the the coaching staff is gonna be like, all right, Rick's gone. Let's change it up
0: here. (laughs) Guys, no more dumping in the (laughs) puck. We're going north south. Tape to tape. Guys, you know
2: what old man bonus says about playing defense? (laughs) Don't worry about that. I think they're just going to be a way more conservative team, and I think that actually might work out for them given, you know, the makeup of their team.
0: On the other side of that coin, the Dallas Stars, who are off to a very good start this season, they are in Toronto tonight to take on the uh – the Toronto Maple Leafs, did Sheldon Keefe walk back his walk back? It, laddie got in my ear. He's like, Sheldon Keefe has apologized again. I'm like, for what? He just
2: apologized yesterday. What he, happened?
4: He, he backtracked the backtrack. No. Yeah.
2: No. It was okay, so what did he say? I, 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 well, he said, said his comments
4: initially, and then right. he backtracked saying it wasn't about the right. elite players specifically. Now he's come out and said it was more actually about the media and, and quelling the media than anything to do with the elite Sports players.
0: Sportsnet's very own Luke Fox, oh. here's the tweet. Sheldon Keefe said yesterday's massaging of the elite player comments now has more to do with managing the Toronto media than managing the elite players. I think he is... Is he playing 4D chess? And we're I can't all playing say checkers? the elite
1: player's name. Let's call him... I don't know. M. Marner. No, yeah. that's too obvious. Mitch
0: M. Some of you know him as Snitch Marner. <laughs> Do you know
2: that scene in Swingers when he leaves all those... Yeah, it's the uh, voicemails. ...the voicemails yeah. and the answering machine? That's what <laughs> Sheldon Keith is doing right now. Hey, guys, it's Sheldon
1: again. I don't know if you got my last message, uh, but yeah, this one really is... It's not about the elite
2: I just I just wanted to follow
1: up
4: on what I followed up on yesterday. Yeah, following
1: up on the follow-up. Uh, this is not about the elite players. You know, Do they
4: think? say like the best jokes are the ones you have to clarify. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Mitch, maybe you can like just call situation. me back. We'll just leave it
2: at that. Uh... Minor Matt in Abbotsford, what we learned, I learned there's 12 games on the NHL schedule tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of sports on tonight. All four leagues are involved, including Thursday Night Football Say with the, the Saints words. and Cardinals. Say the words. The sports equinox. Yeah! Equinox. But the, 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 here's the thing. Like You act like these things are so rare. But they're not going to be rare anymore because Thursday Night Football is a thing. Thursday Night Football never used
0: to be a thing. Jason, how long has mankind existed for? How many years? The wrestler? No, not the wrestler. (laughs) I wonder how we get off track. Mankind's been around for, what, 200, 300 years now? I think it's 10,000. Right? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: Different <laughs> levels of vegetation, right there. Alfred's like mankind's what two hundred years old? I That's think we're like probably ten thousand. Yeah,
0: when did I the know. asteroid hit the dinosaurs? Like nineteen eighty four. Anyway,
2: when Amadeus came out, yeah, it's it called a callback. <laughs> That's called years. a callback in human in, <laughs> anyway, in Point in, in, in comedy.
0: Point being, I know a thing or two about the history of mankind. Clearly, clearly. yeah. Um, this is just the 26th time in the history of mankind that we have a sports equinox. I feel like you should celebrate. Uh,
2: what we learned unsigned, big news, there's rain in the forecast. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. there's. You know, I'm a little bit worried about flooding in the city because everything is so caked. Is that the right word? Like sure, dry and caked. Everything is, is just going to run right off and into someone's basement.
0: Right. It's not going to, the the moisture will not permeate the soil. It'll just rot. The soil
2: did not have training camp. But man, we need rain.
0: We need rain so bad. I'm so excited. So remember yesterday when we were talking about stuff that old men do? And one of them was they stand in front of construction sites and just watch stuff get built. Yeah. Um, There's a special shout out to all the dads out there tomorrow. When it rains, they're going to take a sip of their coffee and they're going to say to nobody in particular, yep, we sure needed that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we do need that it. That
0: is a dad power play move. Yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. Anyone listening? We needed that.
2: Andy, you'll be disappointed, though, because the uh, forecast for Halloween is heavy rain. Well, I'm not uh, trick or treating. I'm still sure watching Simpsons Halloween. I feel specials. like you trick or treat.
1: No, I haven't trick or treated in a long time. At but least I least... haven't trick or treated in six years. Yeah, <laughs> at least one year. <laughs> Sir, how old are you? But I will be eating copious amounts of Halloween candy watching the Simpsons Halloween special. I do the candy, Andy? How do you get, a, the, candy, do you get a, the candy? I watched a, I watched a very
2: scary it. movie the other day. What? Uh, Hereditary. Oh, dude, that's one of the that's best. That's a good Hereditary. one. Oh, it's fantastic. Is that, an, yeah. Ari, that, is one is that like,
0: an Ari Aster movie? Is he the same guy that did Midsummer? Yes. yes. Yeah. I liked Midsummer
1: way more than no, Hereditary. Didn't like that. It,
0: didn't like yeah. that at all.
1: A Hereditary. I'm not a huge horror guy, but I will say Hereditary is probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long time. They're like, too it's, scary. It's like
0: fantastic. Ari Aster's too messed up.
1: Conjuring is another one I really enjoy. I don't, yeah. Then I the, cl- think... the classics, of course, like mm-hmm. Shining Exorcist. Have you seen the out.
2: Black Phone? I have not. That's a new one that's out. Okay. This is good radio, huh? <laughs> you didn't even say anything about it. Howard's still
1: looking to see when Mankind was uh, created. <laughs> and all I'm getting
0: is wrestler feedback. <laughs> that's it. says so 54 years. The mandible Claw. I remember that move. Okay. Do we, um, we Do we
2: do the Marty the Red one? What we learned the Canucks are trying to deflect fans' anger with the new reverse. Retro jersey. Uh, well, first of all, no, they're not because the NHL is releasing them on mass today. Um, I think Marty the Red is just having some fun with this. But even if they were, uh they're failing mm-hmm. because I don't think Canucks fans are overly impressed with this jersey. Oh, oh, is that is that the general sentiment?
0: I haven't checked. I was looking at a bunch of other stuff.
2: Have we thought maybe they're out of ideas? The
0: Canucks, Maybe they just ran out. They, you know what? In there, they've had a lot of a lot of kicks at the can, right? They've tried a lot of different things. Maybe they're just, they're just out. We've I exhausted
2: every idea that we have. Joe Bob with a, what we learned. Cody Fajardo's days in Saskatchewan appear to be over as he has been benched for this weekend's game versus the Stampeders. And these are big games for the Riders, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big games for the Stamps, too, although I think the Stamps are probably going to have to come to BC Place For a playoff game, but the Rough Riders, in case I'm reading the standings wrong, are still in competition for the crossover spot in the East. So for them to have a uh, a quarterback controversy, I have to admit, though, when I saw this Fajardo news, I'm like, you know, I wonder what the Lions quarterback situation is going to be next season. I'm not sitting here saying Cody Fajardo should come back to the BC Lions and play for them. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here wondering who's going to be the quarterback for the Lions, could it be Nathan Rourke? Or is he going to get NFL interest? I mean, there's so much uncertainty with Nathan Rourke right now. Is he going to be healthy enough to play for the Lions in the playoffs if they were to host that playoff game against the Calgary Stampeders? Could he maybe even get some time in a game before the playoff starts? Because I imagine even you know how good he's been, or he was early in the season, like he still wants some reps before it's like, all right, I know you're recovering from this major injury. Major foot uh, surgery. Your first snap is important because it's the playoffs. Yeah. Try
0: and run around, okay? I, you know what? And this is going to sound maybe a bit gallows, but I'll go with it. The The injury might end up being kind of a weird good thing for the Lions if they want to retain Rourke because if he had had a full season where he showed out and won every major award and won a Grey Cup, and I mean, the, the latter of that can still happen. It might have been more of a sure thing that he would try the NFL, but now it's like great. his body of work was terrific, but it was only eight or nine games, if I'm not mistaken, right? So there still could be that we need to see it a little bit more. Are you working with me here? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, you never want to like wish injury on anyone. And The Nathan Rourke story was amazing. I wanted to see it play out yeah. throughout the course of the year, but in a very weird way, it could work out. Also, on this Cody Fajardo story, he went third person in describing what was going on with his situation, by the way. He said he's not sure that the Cody Fajardo story is done yet, but this chapter might be over. Is
4: the Mike Halford story
0: It goes on forever. It is infinite. Mike Halford used- yeah. says so.
2: Austin and Langley with a good what we learned. What we learned, we've all been watching scary movies. It's called The Canucks with a lead.
0: Dad joke. Womp Don't hate womp. it. Womp. That's womp. not a dad joke. That's a, that's a good what we learned. It's a little dad joke
4: Come on. Can I read this quote from Martin Saint Louis that just came down the hopper? Yes, of course. Jake Did Allen you say just hopper? Had, yeah, the hopper. We okay. have a hopper here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jake Allen just had his third child and they asked Martin Saint Louis to comment and he said it's their third kid, so they're going from man to man to zone defense. There's an adjustment there.
0: Oh, because you're outnumbered now. now yeah, outnumbered. okay, I get oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like, What's he talking about? He's taking
4: it from a coach's perspective because yes, he's I get a it. coach. He's it. on the PK now? Yeah. I yeah, get jokes. Like, okay. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, minor Matt Abbotsford, hashtag WWO, what we learned. I learned there are 12 games on the NHL schedule tonight. Yeah, it's a huge night for hockey. Again, we talked about it being the sports equinox, but I think the bigger story. What are you shaking? I read that one.
2: I read it. You read that there's yeah, 12 was games say. on tonight?
0: Oh, shoot, say. my bad. Ruff did that one. Oh, well, I, I had it all queued up because I wanted to talk about the fact that we can watch – the Canucks tonight, and then watch Buffalo, who's the next opponent, and then watch Carolina, who's the next opponent, because they're both in uh, Alberta. Chet and
2: Burnaby, what we learned. I learned Sportsnet clips the best of each show and puts it on Twitter, yet there is no Halford and Bruff. Sounds like trouble in the dressing room. I've noticed that too, where all the other shows get their clips out on social media and how many clips do we get on social media, Alford? Is it around none? We used to, Big but now zero. we're not
0: allowed to stream. Why don't you just take the audio part and put that up? I don't know how to do that.
2: <laughs>
4: just, wait, we're, we're, we're actually, know, uh, you know what? I can't argue with that. There's been a directive to promote you guys less. So,
0: That's fair. Um, yeah. I'll just put it So uh, Dan and Sat when they made their T V debut with the, the pregame show the other day, they got all dressed up.
2: Yeah. Well, right. yeah, it's for T V like it's real TV. No, so I'm it's just not just streaming. No, I know, but I I think
0: if we if they start putting our show on, god forbid, maybe like cable access to start or something, mm. I don't know where, but if we end up on television, we have to keep it real, don't we?
1: No, the show content will have the same. You just have to How
2: so clothing. terrified of having to dress up for
1: anything?
0: Dress up means He's not just like wearing. keep
2: it real, keep it real. Uh, d- uh, that means I can still wear sweatpants, it's right? It's clever.
0: It's a clever like umbrella. That I, just I put think you guys shirt. look fine.
1: You you won't throw. I'm matching.
0: About it. I'm look. I'm resplendent yeah. in blue, and you love that that shirt. It'll be tough for you to part with that shirt. Plus, That's it's like a three t- TV, day a week six in the morning TV. Like you, it's warm. Good.
2: My green my green shacket. Uh, oh, a shacket. <laughs> this is what it's called. A shacket. I a think. shirt.
0: A shirt jacket. Yeah,
2: not a jerk. Yeah, a no, shacket. Well, the no. studio
1: does look very nice. I'm sure we'll be allowed to stream soon, and then there'll be plenty Can
0: you get of clips. Get in the
2: jirt market.
0: Out He's been selling jorts. Alfred and official jorts. <laughs> All jerks. right,
2: guys, let's focus on tonight here. This is a huge game for the Canucks. Uh, I feel like we've done this the last two game days. We've been like ended the show with, "Let's go, boys!" Like we need a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I will repeat what I said earlier in the show. The thought ahead of this road trip of the Canucks returning home from this road trip without a win was almost unimaginable. Like We go down some pretty Mm -hmm. dark paths on the show and we never really expect the best out of the Canucks. Let's face it, we have a bit of a fatalistic attitude when it comes to the local hockey team. But I don't think any of us were sitting there going, what if they lose all the games on the road trip before their home opener? Well, that's in play right now. Yep. On this season where the Canucks needed to have a good start. And they said it over and over again. We got to get off to a good start. From management to the coaching staff to the players to the fans to the media. I think there were certain pets around town that were like, the Canucks need to get off to a good start. (laughs) They've had four multi-goal leads. They've blown them all. They have one point out of four games. Boys. If you want to avoid a very uncomfortable situation Saturday when you return home to face the Buffalo Sabres, might be a good idea to get a win tonight in Minnesota.
0: Let's go, boys. Let's go. We got to get out of here for now. We're going to go, but we will be back tomorrow, hopefully to celebrate the Canucks' first victory of the season. Signing off for now, though, I have been Mike Alford. He has been Jason Bruff. He's been the A-Dog. He's been Laddie. This has been the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.